0: Welcome, everyone, NFL Hall of Famer Chris Carter. And I'm going to tell you, I'm very, very excited about why Receiver one. Why? I'm in Vegas, people, in the Blue Wire studio. Yes. When they first proposed this as far as, hey, Chris, you want to have your own podcast and everything? I was like, yeah, there's like we're building a studio specifically for all these podcasts and everything. Our celebrities can come out and be able we can host them, do other events here live at the Wynn Hotel. I was like, OK, when is that going to happen? Uh, The One of those construction things. Ah, it will be done in July. Oh, it will be done in August. But finally, here we are as football season rolls out here in Las Vegas, here in the studio. We have to thank our friends at WinBet, thank our friends at at the Win Hotel. And this is a magnificent studio. I've been doing broadcasting for 20 years. And I'm going to tell you, I've worked at all the major networks for the most part. This is a first class studio. So I'm very, very excited to be here in the studio to be able to launch it. Also, people ask me all the time, what about Vegas as a legitimate NFL, legitimate sports town? I've always had a great deal of respect for Vegas, all the way back to Tark the Shark, the basketball coach for the UNLV, the Running Rebels, and they used to score about 90 to 100 points a game. Greg Anthony and all the stars that they had, that was one of my favorite teams growing up watching, so I've always been a fan of Las Vegas, and, of course, through the years, I have spent a dime or two on food and beverages in lovely Los Angeles. On the other part, we do have an NFL team here. Yes, the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, and you talking about what a time to come to be able to talk about the Raiders. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What they're going through about a week and a half after the dismissal of John Gruden, after all those emails were uncovered, to be able to watch this football team, to watch how they responded last week with an interim coach at the helm, what the players said, how these guys came together. Because if you know anything about the Raiders and leading up to the 2021 season, you know that they have the first openly gay player in all of major sports. They have a couple players that are struggling with substance abuse, either alcohol or drugs in their past and been having success. So for me, you're talking about one of the most diverse locker rooms that we've ever had in pro sports. Now they get hit with the controversy their head coach is let go because these emails that he's been exchanging with people um, within football uh, for over eight years and the players responded. It's a really credit to the men that they have in that locker room and their openness and being able to discuss things. Um, I'm glad that this happened to the Raiders because I think they're the locker room and their leadership could handle it. Looking forward to talking more Raiders. Seeing the Raiders play this Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, I will be there to check it out. Chris Carter, wide receiver one. holla at your boy. All right, so I'm at the bar. I'm at the restaurant. People see me. Yeah, that's Chris Carter there. Yes, NFL Hall of Famer. I'm going to ask him a question. Let's talk some wide receivers. Absolutely. Let's go with some of the top rookies. And it's very, very easy to cheer for the kid, J. Chase, In Cincinnati after seeing him struggle in the preseason but man he is electric and the thing that surprised me the most about him after opting out of last season LSU with COVID that his route running and his ability to be able to catch the contested ball because those are the things when you're not playing um, that are affected so man-to-man coverage as a young wide receiver He's able to get open on a regular basis. So Jamar Chase, the thing surprisingly, the one-on-one, being able to get open, get uh, against the bump and run, been able to get open on a regular basis. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Alabama wide receiver, very very explosive, also a returner. But the thing about him is he's kind of at the mercy of Tua. Tua was injured, so we know we have Jacoby Brissett came in there. So his development has been slowed a little bit because of the quarterback. And ultimately, to build take advantage of his ability down the field, you need a big arm quarterback. And I get concerned about Tua with his lack of overall arm strength and how that will affect Jalen Waddle's ability to develop as a receiver. Um, Philadelphia, we're watching Philadelphia play um, week number seven, eight. And Devontae Smith, what happened to him? Heisman Trophy winner. Well, if you look at Jalen Hurts, his inability to be able to be consistent week in and week week out is going to affect Devontae Smith's ability to develop in his first year. So if you're a wide receiver fan, don't give up on Devontae Smith there in Philadelphia. It still might take a little time um, for him to continue to develop. But now as we jump from the rookie wide receivers, let's go over to the second year guys. And guys have really, really, um, the one guy that's really exploded is C.D. Lamb. What he's doing with the Dallas Cowboys, with Dak Prescott, it's been very, very impressive. Michael Gallup, the third receiver, hurt early in the season, the first game. And C.D. Lamb has been able to adapt, not only playing in the slot where he's been dominant, but he's able to play outside and give them another deep threat opposite of Amari Cooper. So it's great to see him continue to develop. Uh, Second-year guy here in Las Vegas, Henry Ruggs III. People are excited. The Raiders, they're at their best when they're able to throw the ball, Carr, to someone deep, and Henry Ruggs III is developing as that speed receiver that Al Davis and all the Raiders have always coveted. They want to have top-end speed, and I think that he's going to be more than just a deep threat with the Raiders. I believe they have the complementary players around him, and I believe him and Carr, you can see early this season, that. They have a tremendous rapport together. So let's go to wide receivers um, that have been injured. Juju Smith-Schuster really hurt the Pittsburgh Steelers with him going down, and that uh, that could affect his ability to continue. He signed a one-year deal this offseason after he dabbled in free agency, didn't get the type of uh, offers that he wanted out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if we potentially have seen Juju Smith-Schuster his last game in Pittsburgh. There's going to be a lot of money out there in free agents, a lot of people trying to add uh, wide receivers, and I believe that he will be on the list as far as it. One of my favorite, Michael Thomas Jr., great receiver out of Ohio State, has dominated the NFL the last several years, has a bad ankle injury. It started last year, didn't get it taken care of. It's crept into this year where he started on injured reserve. But I do expect him by the end of the season that he will be in the conversation as far as the best wide receivers um, that we have. In, in the National Football League. Um, the Denver Broncos, uh, their young wide receiver, he's hurt also in his second year. Jerry Judy, I believe he can be one of the most promising wide receivers. He's got a high ankle sprain. I believe he can be one of the most promising wide receivers as we move forward. Now, people are always want to talk about the best receivers out there, what they're doing, and Tyreek Hill, um, to a lot of people's surprise, as an undersized return guy, speed guy, and to me, I believe before his career is over with, he will go down as one of the best small guys that ever played uh, the game. So people ask, when you have a list, you have to put Tyreek Hill on that. He's no specialist. He's no third down guy. He can play any of the wide receiver spots on the field. And playing there with Travis Kelsey and also having Andy Reid has added a lot um, to his overall game. Devontae Adams, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I don't mind talking about the cheese head. You know the reason why? Because the kid is good. Has diversity in his game. Can play outside. Can play in the slot. You can hand it to him. The ball on a reverse. He's a deep threat. He's intermediate. The short game. Clutch situations the last few weeks. Devontae Adams. The reason why he has the crown as far as the best wide receiver in the game. And he continues to build on that. People have a lot of questions about Cooper Cup. Man, what about Cooper Cup? Well, to me... I need to see more consistency and lack of injuries. He's been injured the last couple of years. He only has 1,000-yard season. But this year, with the trade of Stafford from Detroit, he did the reverse Axel Foley, um, Eddie Murphy going from Detroit to L.A. No, no, he he went from from Detroit to L.A. going back the other way. That's what Jared Goff is. Jared Goff's going back the other way to Detroit. I like going from Detroit, Matthew Stafford, coming to L.A. Tremendous. They, they could be... Super Bowl representatives for the NFC this year, and I look for Matthew Stafford to continue to put up ginormous numbers with Cooper Cup. Yes, I do believe he can be a star in this league, but he's got to be more consistent. I wouldn't be surprised if he had 1,500 yards this year and probably 1,314 touchdowns. I'm Chris Carter from the Blue Wire studio here in Las Vegas updating wide receivers rookies wide receivers in year one year two wide receivers that are dominating the nfl and also those wide receivers that happen to have a boo-boo we're going to take a commercial break i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. NFL Hall of Famer Chris Carter here back at the Blue Wire studio here in Las Vegas. Saying hi to the fans outside. How you guys doing? Straight from Texas, right? Texas. See Texas on there. Do big things in Texas. Play good football there in Texas. It's good to see all the fans and everything getting back, getting back out the stadiums. We're watching college football um, here on a Saturday, getting ready for a Sunday game. We're going to talk about some of my favorite subjects. Uh, that happens to be wide receivers, but some of the categories within the wide receivers um, who's some of the best all time receivers? And yes, no one likes making a list, but Chris Carter is getting ready to give you his top five all time wide receivers. I'm going to give you a couple lists of my all time list, top five and um, I'm going to give you also the most underappreciated. Very seldom you ever see people have an underappreciated list, but I'm going to give it to you. Five on the top, five on the unappreciated list, and let's go with wide receiver number five on the all-time list. And I got to go with one of the biggest biggest stars that we've had, and we only had him for a short period of time, and that's Megatron. Calvin Johnson from the Detroit Lions just this year, first year of eligibility getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I would start with him at number five. Uh, Calvin, his overall versatility, you know, he just wasn't a deep threat or a 50-50 ball guy down the field. You're talking about a guy that worked really, really hard on his overall route running, had great catch radius, had amazing hands, and catch the ball in traffic. Um, as you could tell through a number of injuries that he had, that he was able to go across the middle and be very, very effective. So Calvin Johnson, he tops my list. He's number five on my top five all-time wide receivers. Um, These wide receivers on the top five, they have a lot of variety to them, different sizes, different route running ability, um, different skill sets. Number four, and he's not taking a backseat to anyone. And it might surprise a lot of people, but it's Marvin Harrison from Syracuse. Unbelievable route runner. And, and people will say, oh, he's a product of Peyton Manning and everything, but Marvin Harrison would have been a star no matter where he went in the league. There's not a route that he couldn't run. All-time one of the best route runners. Um, great hands. Um, very, very disciplined as far as being a, a wide receiver and a lot tougher than a lot of people give him credit. You couldn't bump him um, off the line of scrimmage. And that's the reason One of the many reasons why he's on the all-time list as far as wide receivers for Chris Carter, and he's at number four. Let's go number three, T.O., one of the strongest, fastest, one of the guys with the ability to catch a short pass and be able to take it to the house. Um, Regardless of what people say, as far as they like him, like his personality, now, he's not one of my favorite guys in the world, but I'm not going to take that away from his ability to be able to dominate on the field. And that's why he's wide receiver number three on Chris Carter's all-time list. The big fellow, Randy Moss, straight cash homie. He's number two. Um, his record speaks for itself. Uh, nine times uh, throughout his, I think he played 15 years, nine times, nine times throughout his 15-year career, he scored nine or more touchdowns. How do I know that? I scored eight or more touchdowns in my 16-year career. I know Moss was one, one better. His ability to be able to dominate regardless of where he was, that Minnesota, then going on to New England, breaking the receiver record, touchdown record, 23 touchdowns in one season, one-handed catches, miraculous catches in traffic, big games, speed. Randy Moss was the complete package. That's why he's on the all-time list. He will be number two. First all-time, shouldn't be surprised, is the GOAT, Jerry Rice, the most c- consistent wide receiver um, that we've had. He basically had two Hall of Fame careers, I don't think people are shocked to see that Jerry Rice is number one all-time on Chris Carter's list of best receivers. Now let's go over to the underappreciated. I just gave you my five all-time. Calvin Johnson, five. Marvin Harrison, four. Terrell Owens, three. Randy Moss, the big fella, straight cash homie, number two. And the GOAT, Jerry Rice, number one. Underappreciated. Now this list varies, man, because people will wonder, oh, goodness gracious. How can that guy be on the list? I'm going to go with Tim Brown. Tim Brown, I think, played 17 seasons, never wore gloves. Great punt returner. His ability to to run any route. He could play in the slot. He could play outside. Uh, One of the few great Heisman Trophy winners to ever play pro football. Good man on and off the field, Tim Brown. People don't mention this guy when they talk about great wide receivers, but Andre Johnson should be mentioned in that. If you talk about him and Larry Fitzgerald um, for a period there, they dominated pro football five to eight years. Were they the best, they were the best two wide receivers. Um, Andre, unbelievable athlete, about 6'3, half over 220, big, strong, fast, couldn't be bumped on the outside. Um, his ability to be able to catch a short pass and be able to make defenders miss, he was an imposing figure, great body uh, for a wide receiver. That's why he would be on the most underappreciated wide receivers that we have. Henry Ellard, a lot of younger fans of the game don't understand who Henry Ellard was, but when I came in in the game, Henry Ellard was one of the best route runners that we had playing. Him, Steve Largent, and Art Monk there in the 80s and 90s dominated pro football. That's why Henry Ellard um, made my list. Andre Reed there with Jim Kelly and the Super Bowl list the Super Bowl winningless Buffalo Bills, went to four Super Bowls, but he was one of the reasons why Jim Kelly was a Hall of Famer. Yes, Andre's a Hall of Famer. How could he be underappreciated and be a Hall of Famer? Because people don't talk about his overall ability enough. You're talking about yards after the catch. You're talking about playing outdoors in the elements. You're talking about mentally and physically tough. That's what the guys on this have over other guys. Andre Reid deserves to be on the most underappreciated. And the number one guy on the most underappreciated, to me, is former Green Bay Packer Sterling Sharp. His career cut short by the neck injury, but you talking about dominating him, Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice, um, Andre Risen, and um, Herman Moore in the 90s. It was so hard to get onto the Pro Bowl because guys like this, Sterling Sharp, if his Neck injury doesn't shorten his career. He's definitely got a gold jacket and gonna be in Ken. So my most appreciated, <laughs> my all-time list and the underappreciated list with Tim Brown, Andre Johnson, Henry Ellard, Andre Reed, and Sterling Sharp. I'm Chris Carter signing off most underappreciated wide receivers all time. Chris Carter, we're talking about all wide receivers. We're talking about all-time list. We're talking most unappreciated list all time. And now we're into some of these young studs. Christian, who are some of these guys into the future? I look forward to covering. And there's a group of them. I'm going to go over five guys. Uh, number one, I'm going to go over Jerry Judy, University of Alabama. He's got an ankle injury right now. But I do believe his skill set. He's going to be one of the bright stars that we're going to have playing uh, in the National Football League for a long time. Works hard at the game, loves football, um, loves the doing the mundane things. That's lifting weights, the route running, all the little small things that help wide receivers uh, get better. Another guy from Alabama. I mean, there's a bunch of these guys. you got Ruggs out here. Um, Henry Ruggs III playing for the Raiders. Jalen Waddle. I would say his development's a little—his skill set is a little bit different than Ruggs, but I believe that he can be a star. Um, I don't know who the quarterback going forward there in Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded for Deshaun Watson um, before the trade deadline. I think the trade deadline— is November the 2nd, but Jalen Waddell has the ability to be a star, not just a returner, um, not necessarily Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill-like. Um, the other wide receivers around him, they've been hurt, but I do believe that they have the support and cast um, to be able to make him a star there um, in Miami. We know what's going on in Minnesota. They have a star in Justin Jefferson. He has proven it in, in less than a season and a half that he can do anything that any wide receiver can do on the football field. Can he strike deep? Yes. Can he intermediate? Yes. His route running is is some of the best. And, And that's one of the things with these young wide receivers. I get surprised at their overall ability to run good routes coming from college football into pro football. So what is that saying? In college football, the wide receivers are being trained a lot better, and their transition is not being hindered by their lack of route running, or the ability to be able to get off of bump and run. Justin Jefferson is a star. DK Metcalf, another young wide receiver, big, explosive. To me, he's not the route runner or he doesn't have the hands that Justin Jefferson, but playing there with Russell Wilson um, there in, in Seattle, he has the ability to be a big-time player in the NFL for a long, long time. Time. Jamar Chase. In Cincinnati, right now he's the hot guy. In in seven games, he's broke Randy Moss's record as far as touchdowns. Um, you can believe that his name will be mentioned amongst wide receivers as we go forward. Um, great catch radius, um, can catch can catch the ball in the slot, can catch the ball outside. Um, he is a star in the making. Him and Joe Burrow should be teaming up for a long, long time. So when you look at young wide receivers, people say, "Who are some of the guys that we should be talking about?" Jerry Judy. Um, There in Denver, I know he's hurt right now. He's got a high ankle sprain. He will be back amongst the mints. great route runner, very, very disciplined, mature beyond his years, the second year um, from Alabama. Jalen Waddell, he's going to continue to develop. Justin Jefferson is a special wide receiver in less than a season and a half. We see what he's doing there with Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen uh, there in Minnesota. I'm looking forward to seeing them play next week. They play the Cowboys. In Sunday night football on Halloween, yes, I will be there with a mask on and everything. D.K. Metcalf continues to develop um, as a consistent catcher of the football and a route runner. Big, explosive, one of the best athletes that we have uh, playing the game there in Seattle with Russell Wilson. So he will be a star into the future. And J. Chase out of Cincinnati. Man, this guy is going to be a star. Him and Joe Burroughs, if you see what they're doing early, the connection, the chemistry his ability to run routes inside, outside, play in the slot, play outside. You can't bump him. You can't give him too much man-to-man. You can't give him too much zone. He has the ability to be able to dominate against both. And yes, I'm Chris Carter, live here in Las Vegas at the Blue Wire studio. Thanks to my friends at WinBet. Thanks to my friends at the at the Win Hotel that are hosting me. They've built this lovely studio for, studio for us, for us to be able to do our podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing how we're going to grow our podcast. Blue Wire. Getting it done here on a Saturday in Vegas for the fans of Vegas, football fans all around the world. Thanks for coming out. NFL Hall of Famer here, Chris Carter. Yes, that's me live at the Blue Wire studio, live from the Wynn Hotels here in live Las Vegas. Amazing football weekend. But let's go over wide receivers. Let's go over things in the passing game old and new. I got a lot of young people around me recording these podcasts and everything and they swear up and down that the athletes today are so much better than the athletes from before. And then I asked them a simple question because I know most fans probably think that. Guys are bigger, stronger, faster. Yes, they are bigger, stronger, faster. But the other ingredient that that comes with is they're a lot more brittle. These dudes get hurt a lot more. They're not as mentally or physically tough. So, to me, they can't be better because they don't have the overall endurance. And regardless of what era you talk about, it's about specializing. And these guys, I do give them a lot of credit. They have really dedicated themselves to a lot of the small things in the game, route running, catching the ball. It's like shooting in basketball. There's no one who wants to argue that today's shooters are better than ever. Yes, yes. The wide receivers are better than ever because of technology and also because high schools and colleges throw the ball more and there's more wide receivers on the field. So there's more opportunities. So athleticism never means better. And if you're going to talk about better, you have to talk about durability, because when you start talking about the best of the best and the best at doing anything, availability is a skill. And that's one thing that I will put up against any other generation is the generation that that I came from. Let's talk about the spread offenses. That's better for wide receivers. More wide receivers are being developed. Coaches are seeing that guys can catch the ball out of the backfield, and that can be a wide receiver. You can run wide receivers on reverses now, so the game is more convenient for wide receivers. The use of gloves. People talk about those gloves that those wide receivers wear. We got Chris Long. Hey, Chris Long, don't try to sneak in here. I see you, buddy. That's Howie Long, son. Chris Long, star in the NFL for a long, long time. Drafted by the Rams. Played with the um, Patriots. Also played with the Philadelphia Eagles. Big time. Good people right there, man. Comes from good stock. Got all his talent from his mama. Yep, all the boys did. Got the talent from their mama. Chris Long is one of our partners here at Blue Wire. He's got a podcast. We got some other stars that have their own podcast through Blue Wire, sponsored by WinBet. Here at the Wynn Hotel, we're not messing around on this Saturday. Talking about the game, the passing game, wide receivers 20 years ago, compared to the modern passing game that I think that a lot of people like to see. I'm glad that they changed a lot of the rules, that you can't hit guys the way you used to be able to hit. People's like, oh, man, Chris, you can't like the new rules. No, I like the new rules. I want guys to be able to play a long time. And we're going to use our brains a lot longer Um, I played 16 years in the National Football League and been broadcasting almost 20 years. So I need my brain a lot longer than I need to be playing football. So we need to make the game safer so that young kids, little Johnny, and also little girls, if they want to play the game, that they're able to play it at its highest level and it's safe. And if you look at right now in the National Football League, how we doing? The National Football League and down to Little League football, the game of football is safer than it's ever been. Well, how can you say that, Chris Carter? Well, the reason why is technology. That's the number one reason why. The equipment is lighter. It's safer. It's been tested. Even at younger levels, they're playing with basically almost the same equipment that they're playing at at the collegiate level and into professional football. The certification that it takes to become a youth football coach is far more sophisticated than it was um, in the past. Also, moms and dads, we all know what a concussion is. So when you see a kid You see someone get hold, I hurt. I don't care if it's a little kid playing Little League or Daniel Jones playing for the Giants. That when we see a guy wobbling, we're not laughing and joking and everything. We realize that guy's having problems. He could have a concussion, get his butt out of the game. We don't want to see him there. So that makes the game so much safer. The rules that govern the game. Uh, One of my good friends, he makes the rules for the NFL, and him and I go back and forth. The game is so much safer than it's ever been, the game is more popular. So I think that people, if you want your kids playing football, you can take my advice from Chris Carter. It's safer than it's ever been. But it's also, football's not a game for everyone. You have to have the right type of temperament. You know, don't force your kids into tackle football. Let them play a little flag football. Let them play seven-man, eight-man, nine-man. Let them get used to people being around them. So, yes, I do believe that football is a good game to develop young people. It gives them Great characteristics that people in, in business want to see. They want to see people show up to work, be on time, work with um, their teammates, be able to take wins and losses, work with coaching, develop different skill sets. So to me, football is a, is a no-brainer as far as developing uh, young people. But is the game better today? The game is better today. Many As many wide receivers we can put on the field as possible, I think that's going to help wide receivers keep developing. I'm Chris Carter from a different generation, talking about today's generation. The wide receivers are great. And thank God that we have the passing game that we have now. Thanks to my friends at Blue Wire, here at Blue Wire Studio. Thanks to my friends here at the Wynn Hotel. I'm Chris Carter, and I'm just finishing up wide receiver one. Talking to all the football fans here all weekend, here in in Las Vegas. This is an amazing studio. I love the lighting. I've been doing TV almost 20 years. And this is one of the better studios that you can ever have. Thank you. Thank you, fans, for coming out. We're going to have food and beverages coming out. We're going to have a few little uh, other little items coming through the little hallway there. I'm Chris Carter, and I'm out of this